Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. So our mission is about this personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. And uh, as I was talking this past week with some of our uh, young adults, they're now referred to as YAM, Young Adult Ministry. So it makes me the YAMs. (laughs) So anyway, we were talking, and uh, Nalberto, I'm still getting this echo thing in here. Uh, A boy grows into be a young man or a, a little girl grows to be an adult woman. And so this is what we're talking about when we talk about develop, is we are developing, we're growing in this relationship with Jesus. And maintain is to continue working on this relationship with the Lord and allowing Him to work in our hearts and lives. Um, you probably check your car if your, your car engine light comes on. You, you pursue that. You check the oil. You check the air in the tires and things like that. And so we need to be looking at our relationship with the Lord and saying, how is my relationship going? Are there some things that I'm not yielding to him? Are there some things that, that I'm uh, holding back? Or am I giving my life to him and I'm, am I allowing him access into my heart and life? And then we, so we talk about develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. But what is modeling? It's really a demonstration of an authentic relationship with the Lord. And, uh, Imagine that you go to a car dealership to look for a car. You want to see it. You want to drive it. You want to test it out. And people are looking at us, and they're saying, okay, you say that you're a Christian. Are, you, are we exampling it to the world? So when we talk about develop, maintain, and model, these are the kinds of things that we're talking about, that we are the demonstration of the love of Christ, of changed lives. We've been liberated. We just sang about it this morning how we've been liberated. Some of us have been liberated from lives of destruction and all kinds of things. That God has plucked us out of the fire. So we're, we're really in, uh, serious about this intimate relationship with him, this real relationship with him. And then our vision, let's recite our vision statement. It is to become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. The Lord can change the world around us, through our lives and through the witness that we have and as we share our life story and our testimony with others. And the Lord wants to work through our lives. The Lord wants to do amazing things in our hearts and lives, and then he also wants to work through our lives to impact and change the world around us. So on Wednesday nights, we have the equipping classes, as Pastor Christine talked about. Nalberto, I'm still getting this sound out here. You may want to come out here. Uh, we're doing these equipping classes and that is to strengthen our relationship with the Lord and to help us to grow and become more mature and this Wednesday is a special Wednesday because we're going to be uh, worshiping we're going to have an encounter service if you haven't been to one of those please join us it's just a night of, of worship where we come and we just sit and soak in the presence of God kind of like we did this morning in our worship time So join us Wednesday at 7, and then uh, the following week we will uh, drill down into baptisms. 
You know, again, these classes are to train us and equip us because there are a lot of Christians that don't know the Word of God. And I've found that these, these classes have been really good for helping bring cl- greater clarity and understanding to the Word of God. And uh, it's based on Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, where the writer of Hebrews says, must we continue to go over the basic fundamental things again and again and again? And so these classes are really good. So join us on, on Wednesday evening at 7. Um, we're in this series, Give, Give, Go, Grow, and uh, Give to Go, Go to Grow, Grow to Spiritual Maturity, and to Expand the Kingdom of God. We all need mentors in our lives. We need somebody to, to help us in our walk, and then we should be helping other people as well. And so when we're in this series, we're talking about how can we be uh, more impactful in the world around us. And God trusts us to invest and his prized possessions, his masterpiece. What, what are those things? They're people. And so God wants us to be trained and equipped so that we can help others. God's heart is to have all of us be in this personal, intimate relationship with him. And so there are people in your life that don't know the Lord, that don't have a relationship, or struggling, or challenged, or going through things. And so they need somebody to take them by the hand and say, listen, I can help you. I know the way to the truth and the life that comes through Jesus. And so God wants to use our lives. He didn't just save us so that we could go to heaven, but so that we could make a difference in the world around us. This morning I want to talk about faith. Faith. We're in this series, Give, Go, Grow. But you know what? It requires faith. We've been talking about this building fund that we're... uh, that we're emphasizing during these weeks where we, we want to raise some money to get into a building. And faith is a critical part of that. Let, let's look at the, demonstra- I mean, the definition of faith found here in, a, in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 6. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So faith is trusting God, really. And I know that, that probably all of us have been in that place where we've had to trust God because maybe we couldn't fix the situation. Maybe we couldn't fix our marriage. Maybe we couldn't fix our children. Maybe we couldn't fix the jobless situation that we're in or whatever that looks like. And so we look to God, and, and he does something. He brings something into our life to remedy the situation because it's beyond our control. And I've shared numerous stories with you guys personally about how we've seen the Lord move. Verse 6 says, And it's impossible to please God without faith. Tell your neighbor, it's impossible to please God without faith. We cannot live the abundant life Christ came to give us if we don't live a life of faith. Let's look at verse 6 here. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. Okay, well, so there's faith right there. It takes faith to believe that God exists. That's, that's critical. It's kind of a duh, you know. I mean, we have to believe that he exists before we can come into this relationship with him. But let's look at the the next sentence or the next part of this sentence. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. He rewards those who sincerely seek him. 
So, do you believe that God rewards you? Um, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you believe that God exists? Yes. Okay, check. All right. Well, do you believe that he blesses and rewards those who diligently or sincerely seek him? Yes. Maybe you've never really considered this because it's like, you know, am I just, am I just in this relationship with the Lord for what I can get? No. But like we sang about today, he's, he's a good, good father who loves us. And it's, it's not wrong to have expectations of a good, good father that's going to love us and is going to bless us. Um, you would expect uh, some of you had good dads. Maybe some of you didn't. And so you don't have a good earthly example of that. But you would expect a good earthly dad to bless you and to be a blessing. And I was thinking about how does the Lord bless us? Well, he, he blesses us with eternal life. There's one blessing right there. With his presence, when we come into his presence, whether that be on a Sunday morning or in the car driving to work or wherever that is, his presence is there. We have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I go that the Holy Spirit may come and lead you and guide you into all truth. So we have him resident within us, leading us and guiding us. We have his abundant blessings to, to help us navigate through the challenges of life. We have provision ability uh, to be provided for to meet he meets all of our needs and I found that we get most of our our wants met too and so uh, we also have the demonstrations of his miracle working power have you ever seen God do a miracle in your life or uh, in the lives of other people and so God wants to do those kinds of things and he wants to bless us and he wants to pour through us to touch and change our lives, but also so that he can work through our testimony, through our witness, through our life, to show other people that God is real and that he does care about the little things in our life, that he does care about the things that we're concerned about. And do you ever stop to think that God is able to do exceedingly more than you could ever ask or think? You ever stop and think about that? God, I need some help here. And I know that you can do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ask or think. Do, you, do we really get that? Do we really believe that? Do we really know that? Do our lives, do our actions reflect that heart and attitude? Or do we just say it? Oh, well, I know God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. And that, that works for you or you. But do we really believe that it's for us too? Ephesians 3.20, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Tell your neighbor, his mighty power, his mighty power. At, work. at work within you. Within you. Now all glory to God, we give him glory because we know it's his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And uh, the Lord opens up the door for you to pray with someone and lead them to the Lord. It's his mighty power at work, but he's asking you to open your mouth and talk to them and pray with them. So God is using us if we're willing to yield to him and just follow the leading of his Holy Spirit. 
So there's been a number of people that I've had the opportunity to lead to the Lord or, or plant seeds of faith and, and talk to people and say, you know, well, let me tell you about this relationship. And maybe, maybe they haven't received the Lord right then, but maybe somebody else came along and was at the right place at the right time. And they, they said, you know what? Would you like to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior? And they say, yes. What do you do then? Well, that's great. We'll see you next week. No, no, wait a minute. This is an opportunity to share the hope and the love of Christ. Let me lead you in a prayer of salvation. That if you say this prayer from your heart, Jesus will come into your life. Or, or maybe there's somebody that you run across it that needs to be healed. Do you have faith to pray for them? I remember a few years back when we were in Malaysia and, uh, and India, and there was this man that came up, and we, we weren't the primary speakers. We were just there to support our pastor, and this man came up, and he wanted prayer. And he had been in a, a terrible, terrible car accident where the bus had broken down, from what I understand, his butt, the bus he was on had broken down, and they were standing outside the bus, and, and somebody ran into the bus and ran over him and another man, and, and the other man died at the scene, and they were trapped under the bus, and he had head injuries. He had a scar all the way down his left arm, and his hand was messed up. And, and so uh, I prayed with him, and he wrote me an email sometime later and said that God had healed him. God had healed him. Yes. And he'd been suffering with these maladies for years. That's what I'm talking about. That we'll step out in faith and that we begin to pray for people. Pray in faith. That knowing that God can heal. Now whether he does or not is not up to us, right? But listen, if I've got a, a problem, I, I want somebody praying for me that believes God can heal. Because I know he can. We've seen it happen time and time again. The power, his mighty power, God's mighty power working through our lives that we would step out and say, let me pray with you. Let me, let me lead you to the Lord. Let me tell you about this relationship with the Lord. Let me demonstrate it as I go out and live it. You're, you're, you're injured, you're wounded, you need to be healed. Let me pray with you that God will touch your life and heal you supernaturally. I remember when we were in Malaysia, I think it was Malaysia as well, at this conference, that uh, there were people coming up to us for prayer, and I began to pray for this guy. You know, I, I, I didn't feel like there was thunder and lightning and all this stuff going on. This guy gets slain in the spirit, just like that. just goes down totally unexpected. So I was just praying for him. I was just a willing vessel that God was working through. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for people of faith that will step out and say, you know what, Lord, I, you're leading me to do this. You're leading me to pray with this person. You're leading me to pray for this person. And I'm going to pray with expectation. So we see the Lord move. But he's working through vessels that are yielded and are willing to yield to him. And then obey. Because the Lord can say, go and pray for that person. And we can choose to debate or not do it or talk ourselves out of it. 
due to fear? Well, I don't know. You know, what if, what if they say no? So what? What if they say no? You, I don't want you to pray for me. What's it going to hurt? But God wants us to be obedient to his voice. Hebrews 11, 6, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. We pray in faith. We pray in faith. And we've been praying for a building. Are we willing to step out in faith before he even opens the door? The Lord challenges us to give first and then watch and see what he does. So let's be extravagant givers. Let's have big faith. Listen, God's given us a huge vision, a big vision that only he can accomplish, that only he can bring to fruition. Have you, I've shared this story a couple of times about a man that was going through the desert and he was very thirsty. He no longer had any water and he sees an oasis and he goes to the oasis and there's a gallon jug of water there next to a well. And on the jug of water, it says, don't drink this water. Pour this water into the well to prime the pump. And, and remember to fill it back up for the next person. So he has a dilemma. Does he drink the gallon of water? He's really thirsty. Or does he take the chance and pour the water in the well to prime the pump where he can have an abundance? That's where we are sometimes with the Lord. Do we really trust him? That, it, that we are going, are we going to just take the little bit in our hands and, and hold on to it? Or are we going to trust him to return to him what belongs to him and then allow him to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much that we can't contain it? Luke 6.38 says, give and you will receive. This is a principle that Jesus taught. Give and you will receive. But see, we have it backwards. We have I receive and then I give. But God's word says, to give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured back into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. And so as we're going through this series and we're talking about uh, uh, receiving these gifts and these, these offerings so that we can go buy a building I know that it's a challenge for us, and I'm asking you to give above and beyond your tithe. You need to continue to tithe because we still have our bills, but we're looking to buy a building. This is not Mark Johnson's church. This is the Lord's church, and we are part of that. And so we have a great opportunity now to move forward into a larger facility and, uh, and be buying our own building. Look, it took, it took a lot of faith nine years ago when we moved from a home into this building where we didn't have we weren't having we didn't have any overhead other than the few items that we would buy for ministry and it took a a, a great step of faith many most of you weren't here for that move but we were going from a home where we weren't paying anything to uh, this building where we were now paying $3,600 a month, which was a lot for us. We were only a small group of people meeting in a home. And two, two years later, we rented the back building. But it was the people that were here back then that stepped out in faith to allow us to be where we are today. And it's us collectively that are here today that's going to be able to give and provide the platform for the next generation and the people that come behind us and come with us as we grow. So every time we move to another level, it's going to require more faith. 
That's just how it works. And fear is one of the things that will keep us from living the abundant life that Christ, came, that Christ came to give us to live. How many, uh, maybe you know women that are fearful to leave an abusive relationship? Because maybe, I don't know why, but maybe they think, well, at least I know he's going to buy a fifth of whiskey every Friday. He's going to come home and beat the snot out of me, and then things will be better, and then the next week will be the same thing. I don't know. What would cause somebody to stay in a situation like that? Fear. What would cause somebody to stay in a job that they hate for 20 years? Fear. What, what causes people to do crazy things that don't even make any sense? Fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power. He's our Heavenly Father. He has all power and authority, and He wants to work through our lives. So why are we going to be fearful? I think because we don't really trust Him. Right. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about tithes and offerings. Our tithes are the first 10% of our increase that belong to the Lord that go to the local church where we are spiritually fed. And in Malachi 3, he says, go, go and test me in this and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much you can't contain it. But if we refuse to obey what the Lord is asking of us, if we refuse to return to him what belongs to him, we miss a supernatural blessing that he promises to respond with. It's his promise that he will re reciprocate. And those of us that tithe and give offerings, we know the blessings and how that works. I don't understand the math, but I just know that it works. And we give of our time, our talents, and our treasure. Life Fellowship is the church that the Lord has given to us. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? As the Lord opens up doors, are we going to be fearful? Are we going to withhold? I think it was Carol on Thursday or, or, or Wednesday, uh, was, we were talking about giving. And, it, you know, if, if Christians would tithe, there would be enough money to take care of many of the world's problems, not just the problems in the city, not just the problems in our nation. But most Christians don't tithe. And so this is our church. This is our church that God has given us responsibility for. And what are we going to do with the, the opportunities that he's opening up for us? Because we can close those off and we can say, well, you know what? I'm just going to stay right here in, in my own little space. Or we can begin to step out in faith. You are a minister sent out by God through Life Fellowship. The primary ministry of this church, of any church, should be the people that are part of the congregation that are going out and ministering. And so again, the goal of the local church is to train and equip and release you to go out and minister, to bring the hope of Christ to others. So these are the goals of the church, to train and equip, encourage, prepare us to be effective ministers. But teaching and mentoring others requires that we we have this solid foundation in our life and that we can go out and live it, that we can demonstrate it. James 1.22 says, but don't just listen to God's word, period. But don't just listen to God's word. 
I think there are a lot of people that just listen to God's word. And that's okay. But let's read on. You must do what it says. Because we can listen to it and get the word of God and walk away from it. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. And I know that we are making a difference in our community as we go out and live it. I believe that, that the Lord is, is wanting to bring revival. But it begins in our hearts. It begins with us. And then it goes to the church, the collective body of Christ, and then to the world. So what if we had 30 more people show up this morning? What if we had 300 people show up this morning? What if we had 1,000 people show up this morning? Would, be, would we be prepared and able to handle that influx? Would we have the resources to handle that? Would we have the building to do that? The time to prepare is now. Once the growth begins to happen, it's too late. You have to prepare before it happens. And I know that there have been several revivals that have ended badly because of uh, lack of preparation and, or because of moral failure. We don't want to see that happen. So we need to be trained and equipped and prepared and ready. I believe that God comes to a place that's expectant and prepared to receive him. I want to see God move. I want to see us be a huge part of a revival. I want to see all of us continue to do well. Do we have enough trained leaders to train and equip new Christians? The Lord is looking for people that are expectant and ready and prepared. The Lord gives to those that obey and demonstrate good stewardship. And I can tell you that we demonstrate excellent stewardship here at this church. So every, every dollar, we know where it goes. And, it, and, and ministry is expensive. <laughs> you know, we, we don't get a break just because we're a church. And unfortunately, there are people that have been coming here that don't give anything. And it breaks my heart. Not because they're not giving money, but because they're missing out on the blessings of God. And if we won't obey God in the, in the basic things, are we going to obey Him in the greater things? Obedience is the key to the Lord giving us more. But I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about anointing. I'm talking about influence. I'm talking about blessings. As we've talked about the last couple of weeks, if we're faithful in the small things, he'll give us more. If we're unfaithful in the small things, is, are, are we really thinking that he's going to give us more? More anointing, more influence? Are we obedient in the basics? Do we believe in God? Well, we said we did. Well, what about exercising faith? What about exercising faith when we don't know for sure how the Lord is going to work it out, but we stand strong in Him. The Word says, when you've done all that you can to stand, therefore, stand. Keep standing. Keep trusting. Keep pressing through. Keep building yourself up in faith. David encouraged, said that he encouraged himself in the Lord. And so that's another aspect of the element of the local church, that we come together and encourage one another and strengthen one another. Because we all need it. That's why we're called the body of Christ. Right now, I don't know what happened to my knee, but my knee is acting funky. 
And so I need the rest of my body to pick it up. I don't know what happened here this morning. But that's, that's how we work together. Lifting one another up and encouraging one another. So are we obedient in the basics? Are we returning to him, the first 10% that belongs to him? Are we becoming spiritually mature? Are we committed to the Lord? Christian evangelist George Mueller said, Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. I think that's a great definition of faith. Faith begins where our power ends, and we cannot do it on our own. We can no longer sustain this thing or whatever it is, and we see God's hand move. This is an opportunity to see God do some amazing things in your life. And this is an opportunity to see God expand our influence and what he's called us to do. And I pray that you won't miss, that none of us will miss this faith-building opportunity that's right here before us. As I shared last week, God will challenge us to give so that he can give us more. I really believe that God sets us up for more blessings. And he says, give. What, we, what did we read earlier? Give and you will receive. And God says, here's an opportunity to give. Now I want to I see what your heart does. I want to see what you do with that. And then he... when we prove that we are faithful, when we prove that we are good stewards, he gives us more. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over again, not only in my life, but in the lives of countless other people where God has entrusted someone. It's back. We got the echo back. (laughs) Uh, Where God has entrusted someone with something, and they've done well, and God has given them more. I'm asking you to pray and ask the Lord, what you are to give. As, I, as you know, the tithe belongs to the Lord, the first 10% of our increase, and it takes faith to tithe. I remember when we learned about tithing, I was like, man, that's a lot of money. But that, that was really our first step of faith where God began to prove himself over and over and over and over again where there were times when I wasn't really sure how we were going to financially make it, but every month we made it. It was amazing. It was, all, it was miraculous, really. I would be driving in my car. I, I, had a, I had my own business for a little while, and I'd be thinking, yeah, I probably need to get some gas. And I'd get in the car, and it's like the gas gauge was stuck, you know, and it seemed like I could drive forever on that tank of gas. And we, we would get checks in the mail, you know, just right at the right time, just... It was amazing, but that was the beginning of our step of faith. And for some reason, that is so difficult for us to get, but it's so vital to this relationship. And I think that's why Jesus talked about money so often, because he knew that there was a connection to our wallet and our heart. But when we understand that everything comes from him anyway, and when we understand that when we give, he blesses supernaturally Go back and read Malachi 3. He says, your crops won't fall from the vine, and they'll be protected against pestilence. They didn't have all the insecticides and all the things that we have today. And so there was a supernatural blessing and protection, and that's what God wants to provide for us. So I'm asking you to give above and beyond your tithe for this building project. 
And as it takes faith to give the first 10%, it takes faith to give extravagantly. As I talked about a few weeks ago, when we saw the example of Solomon, he not only gave one offering to the Lord, one bull, but a thousand. What was it a reflection of his heart? Yes, he was giving these offerings to sacrifice to the Lord, but it was his heart that was driving it because he wanted to give to the Lord. And what did, what did God say to him that night? What do you want? Ask me anything and I will give it to you because I can trust you because I see your heart. And so when we pray in accordance with his will, he will open the windows of heaven over us. I've seen it happen time and time again. Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Don't store up your treasures here on earth where moths, and, where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And so I've always thought that this, this, this scripture is backwards. It seems like that wherever our heart is, there would be our treasures. But the word says where our treasure is, what we're investing is, is really where our heart is. And so we invest the money, we invest our time, our talents, and our treasures in things that are close to our heart. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Our measure of giving to the Lord is a reflection of our hearts. We give of our time, our talents, and our treasure. And this is a very, very generous and giving church. And I'm so thankful that so many of you give of your time, your talents, and your treasure and give extravagantly. And the reason that some of you continue to give extravagantly is because you, you understand this principle that God promises in his word. And as we give, we receive. And we become a pipeline or a conduit for him just to continue to pour through because we're not damming it up and holding it for ourselves. We realize that God is pouring through us so that we can be a blessing to other people. We can't be a blessing to other people if we don't have anything to bless them with. And God is looking for people with the right heart that are willing to yield and to give and allow him to work through their lives. Like I said earlier, uh, uh, most Christians don't tithe. There are three levels of giving, tithes, offerings, and extravagant offerings. And most Christians do not ever get to the second or third level because they don't tithe to begin with. And they're missing out on the blessings of God. They're robbing the Lord that's what it says in Malachi. Will you rob me? How will we rob from you? Be withholding the tithes and offerings that are, that are due to me. And so as people rob God, the enemy robs from them. That's a bold statement, I know. And I debated on whether to say that. But as people rob from God, the enemy is stealing from them. John 10.10, 10, the thief is what? Come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does that through a number of different ways. One way is by making people fearful. Well, if I give, I'm not going to have enough. Well, if, if you give, God's going to meet your needs because he says he will. God will provide. It's up to us to respond. Will you give or will you allow others to give it all? Are you going to miss out on the opportunities that God is providing right now? There are seasons in life where we have unique opportunities that may never happen again. And so if our attitude is, well, you know, I'll just check it out this time. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll give next time. There may not be a next time. 
Don't miss out this time. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 continues. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And so we know that uh, every year at the sunrise service at the chemo boardwalk, because of your faithful giving, that we're able to host a service where there are usually about 600 people down there. And every year there are people that are getting saved because of your faithful giving and because of our commitment to go down there and preach the gospel and share the hope and the love of Christ with others. So the Lord takes the money that we give and uses it to save people's lives, to save their souls. What greater investment could there be that we're building our eternal retirement account, that we're investing in lives, that we are being used by God. He is pouring through us to touch and change a lost and dying world. And through this ministry, Life Fellowship Ministries International, there have been over 200 people confirmed that have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior that we know of. And so every, every Sunday morning, we have an altar call. And some people may be receiving Christ that we don't know about. And some of you that are sitting here today have received Christ through this ministry, either through the sunrise service or here on Sunday morning where you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. What a great opportunity we have than to expand the ministry, that you get saved, and then you go out and live it, and you, you bring other people into the body of Christ, into this relationship with Jesus, because God has placed you in their life, or, or, and, and then there's been opportunity where you get to share the hope and love of Christ with them, and get to see them come to the, the Lord. So as the Lord goes uh, and opens doors, we go into the community we grow as we step out in faith, as we step out to serve, as we step out and give, as we yield and become more mature believers and become equipped and trained up to train up other disciples who will then go forth and go out and live it. Ephesians 3.20, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty, mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. What if the Lord gave me or gave us $15 million? We would have the money to go buy the building that we needed. But would you give anything? Would you give? And maybe that's why the Lord hasn't. Because he wants all of us to partake in this. Again, I believe that the Lord will set us up for blessings. He will challenge us to give. And then... Say, watch and see what I do. I've seen it happen in my life many, many times. Here's the opportunity. We all need to give. And I believe that the Lord is checking our hearts. Where's our heart? I believe the Lord is setting us up for more. How will we? Let me change this. How will you respond? Because this is a personal thing. When we pray in accordance with his will, he will open the windows of heaven over us. Our measure of giving to the Lord is a reflection of our heart. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Or maybe you did at one point in time and you'd like to renew that relationship. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? I want to pray with you. Anybody here this morning? There's no shame in that. Um, 
I want to give you a little update on where we are. I thought that we were close to closing on a building, and uh, they came back and said, well, we miscalculated the square footage of the building, so we're going to increase uh, the price 25%. And we still tried to negotiate, and, uh, you know, I don't know where we are. I mean, that building could still be a possibility, but we're looking because we believe that God wants us to buy a building, buy some land in a building. And uh, so if this door opens up later, well, praise God. If it doesn't, then we know that the Lord will lead us to something else. So right now, we're praying in faith. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we talk about something, when we preach on something, we have to walk it out. So I don't know what God's going to do. But I know this. I know that he's more than able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. And if he wants us in that building, he'll work it out. If he has something better for us, that's what I want. So when I'm talking about walking in faith, I'm not just preaching at you guys. I'm right there with you. We're, we're in this together. We are called the body of Christ. This is life fellowship. We are part of that body. And so it's, it's, we're collectively working together. We're collectively giving of our time, our talents, and our treasure to see what God's going to do. And I know that God is always up to something good. And I believe that he's up to something good right now. And he's giving us an opportunity to watch and see what he does. Can you bring the chart? Okay, so. <laughs> so this is where we were uh, last week at 131. And this week we are at 138. Yeah. So we, we, we still have a ways to go. We want to get to 300. Uh, so we still have a ways to go. And really, we'd like to get to 500. Or actually, uh, a million and a half would, would be our target. So we're, we're uh, a ways from our target. And so it's going to require us to give extravagantly. And there are some of you that have already given extravagantly to get us where we are. I mean, I think that's great. And this is our... Uh, third week reporting in, in this series, and we're at 100 and almost 138,000. So we're well on our way. And so I don't want you to be discouraged by saying, well, we're not quite halfway there. But I want you to be encouraged for what you've given, what we've given as a church. And I know that more is coming in. And again, it's about impacting this community. It's about growing. Give, go, grow. And I know that God's going to provide everything that we need. So I want us to take a couple of minutes. Um, I know that this, this, is, this series has been, honestly, a little awkward for me because, we, you know, this is the first time we've ever had a building fund, and so I'm pushing on people to give money. And, you know, it, it's a little awkward for me. But on the other hand, I'm excited because it's an opportunity that God is providing for us to step out in faith beyond where we've ever gone before and then watch and see what he does. It's an amazing opportunity. I want us to take a couple of minutes and, and just ask the Lord what he would have us to give. And then also, maybe, there, maybe there's other things that he wants to solidify through this message on faith. Maybe you're, you're struggling right now. Maybe you're having to depend on the Lord and trust the Lord in ways that you've never had to. 
Now let's just ask the Lord to speak to us this morning and see what else he would say to us. You know, he's not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and a sound mind. And fear is one of the things that keeps people bound up. It can keep people from giving what the Lord wants them to give because we can talk ourselves out of it. We can rationalize. We can justify. Okay, God, you're telling me to give this, but you know, that's a lot of money. I know your Holy Spirit is leading me, but you know, I, I don't know. And then when we when we don't instantly obey, we can talk ourselves out of those things or whatever it looks like. But God wants us to be strong people of faith. He wants us to have a strong, powerful testimony. There's no testimony if there's no test. So let's pray and ask the Lord what else he would say to us this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we can stand in faith even when we don't see how you're going to work it out, Lord God, we stand in faith. That's a choice that we make. And, and you help us. I know there's a gift of faith, and sometimes you give us faith, even when we don't have it or we can't muster it up ourselves. But, Lord God, you've called us to a life of faith because it's impossible to please you. It's impossible to walk through this life in the victorious manner that you've called us to walk without faith. It just requires faith. So, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to challenge us to be men and women of faith, that you're giving us an opportunity to grow in this area. Now, Lord, I'm excited because I know you're doing something that's beyond the scope and the realm of what we could do on our own. I know that you're supernaturally doing some things. And, God, you have greater, you have more for us. As we've been faithful in the little things and you're giving us more. And I thank you for everyone here. I thank you for everyone that's giving their time and their talents and their treasure. Now, Lord, we just thank you that, that we can take what you give us and that you take that and you save people's lives, you save souls, and you expand the kingdom of God. And we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks. In Jesus' name. The prayer team will be over here if you would like prayer. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, man, I, I'm really, really excited because God is on the move. And he's looking for people that have faith to move. You know, it doesn't take a lot of faith to be complacent and to stay where we are, where it's comfortable. He told Abraham, he said, go to the land I will show you, Abram. He said, go to the land I will show you. And Abram left. And so God is telling us, go to the land I will show you. Are we willing to go? Are we willing to walk in faith? Yes. Are we really willing to walk in faith? Yes. All right. <laughs> Amen. Well, God has given us a great opportunity or giving will give us a great opportunity this week to make a difference in the lives of people around us as we talk about faith, as we talk about how we're living in faith. So let's go out and change the world as we go out and live it. Thank you for being here this morning. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800. Have a great week and remember to live it. God bless you.